bro. We're gonna get trashed. Okay. All right. Salute. That is. That's the first time I've ever had pisco. That. That is super good. Yeah. You want my mom to get you a bottle next time? Hell yeah. Good, oh, man. Good aftertaste. Oh, that's so good. That's a pisco I love. Oh, man. Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast Pisco Tasting Party Night. Uh, it is the end of the season. It's a sad night, uh, but it is also, uh, I, I think, a pretty a pretty decent night, if I, if I may say so. Um, uh, cause we, uh, we had a great season. I think we can look back and talk about some things, but, uh, you know, I'm joined, uh, by, by my friend Rodrigo Sanchez Cheveria, who's trying to lick the bottom of his shot glass. You're, uh, you, you know, we, we opened with the sound of the clinking, uh, and I ruined it. Yes. I, you're, I, yeah, I, yeah. you're, well, you, you don't never tell anyone what you're doing. So yeah. your, uh, your mom brought you that, uh, that bottle of, of Pisco, yeah, I uh, tweeted that out, like, I think last winter. Oh, man. Santiago no, no, summer. Quero, Get closer to the mic and Santiago talk. Santiago Querolo. Yeah, I'll read it for you. It's, Eric Silverbrenman, you're also here. It's great to see you guys. Oh, you want another one? Okay. We are... Uh, That's my kind of birthday. Yeah, it's, it's your, it was uh, your birthday over the weekend, yeah, Eric, so we decided to celebrate yeah, for that. We don't it's your have... birthday, so we don't get to do much. Guys, I'm going to do a podcast as well. <laughs> Do you want one too? Keep going, keep going. Good. A little. Oh, he wants uh, a little. All right, here so, we go. So, okay. On this podcast, we are going to talk about the playoff game. We had our first playoff game in MLS. Uh, and um, That's the real reason we drink it. Minnesota took on LA Galaxy and had, a, 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 I would say, a pretty good game up until a certain point. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about that. But let's uh, let's first kind of go with the uh, the little uh, the tapas. You want to talk about what, something that you guys are doing with uh, with Fair, a group called Fair with the Minnesota Football Show. Exactly, yeah. Which is every Saturday on uh, KRSM. Yep, uh, 98.9 FM. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, we. so they have Fair Network is this uh, European-based organization. They work with um, basically anti-discrimination and anti-racist activism and actions in, like I said, European football, but they've kind of branched out more into Konmebol, into CONCACAF, Asian Confederation, African Confederation. So they're kind of moving out of just being in Europe. And so anyway, they do these these small grants to different organizations um, that are putting on, it can be conferences, it can be workshops, it can be actual matches, just uh, to, you know, promote inclusion and solidarity with all peoples and the beauty of the game. And Minnesota Football Show got one of these these kind of small uh, grants that we've been partnering with them. And it started last week. So it runs 10-10 through 10-24. So it'll end this Thursday, this week. And we've had some amazing interviews. So we're doing these kind of small micro interviews and photo shoots with some really cool football organizations here in the Twin Cities. So the first one was with SAYEC. That's the Somali American Youth Empowerment Club. We did one with... Uh, Como Girls FC through Rodrigo. That was awesome. And this past weekend, we were with uh, the Karen Football Association. Yes. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to go 
to Monarchs FC and Mary. They're more of a Latina-based uh, football club. And then finally, and youth are they? Those are youth as well. They are. Or are they adults too? They're. I think they're young women. I, I can't remember the exact age. They're. They're scrimmaging against the University of Minnesota women, so they might be university college okay. age. Yeah. And and then finally that Thursday, it's. I thought it was the Grey Ducks, the LGBTQ club, but it might be a, a subset of that club. There's but, two groups. There's yeah. the Minnesota Grey Ducks, and then there's the TC Jacks. That's what it is. The TC Jacks. Jacks. Exactly. Yeah. So Sheila's going to interview them as well. Oh, cool. So, Great. yeah. So you can go to all the social medias. The the long, I mean, they're not that long. They're 10 to whatever minutes long interviews. Unless you have Kyle on. Then it's yeah, 15 minute true. conversation. They go a little long. But all the five, 10 minute plus interviews are on, on our Facebook at MN football show. And then, you know, little photos pop up on Twitter and Instagram and everything else. Cool. And it's been fun. It's been really cool. And it's we're been, hoping yeah, that we no, can, it's been, it's been great hearing, uh, people just of people that we're interviewing, just share their stories and their reasons why they play football exactly. and why they love it. And, um, I think it it brought up a little bit of history as well too for people and just uh, it highlights voices that are, don't don't usually get the the limelight yes. and, and and the press so that's always good. Yeah, it's been wonderful and you know I think Rodrigo and I and Sheila and Pablo and we we're all hoping that we can, can kind of continue the relationship. Wait, wait, I saw Pablo at the stadium. Did you see Pablo? I did not. Uh, I did. He came over. He knows where we sit, so he came over right away with his son. <laughs> so Gabriel was there too. So, so um, I, I want to say, uh, you know, the before we get to the actual game, having the 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 last uh, game, we didn't know it at the time. The last pregame where it was just the, back to like almost the home opener levels of busy and just like people all in there. It was so great. I wanted to take a minute and say thank you to you guys for this season. Um, Cause this is our kind of full first full season as this lineup with, uh, you know, obviously we don't have Schieffer Decker, although he will make a cameo. There you go. Um, and, uh, and it's been a great season doing that and figuring out how to the new era of this podcast, but also the bar. And I want to say thanks. Um, there's a guy in the stadium who was like, Hey, are you Wes from, from Twitter? Like I am, and he's like, I like your tweets, and like, I was like, well, thanks, man. Uh, and he was like, and just people uh, always coming up to me and uh, and saying such nice things about the bar and stuff, and uh, and just being a part of it. It really meant a lot. It, uh, you know, I I had a, a a crazy stressful year, and then once the season started, it was it was a blast, and I had so many people who were really supportive, but also just like being able to see people have fun there. I'm going to miss it, obviously. Um, and so in the, that vein, Wednesday, I always bartend uh, Wednesday happy hours, so you can always come drink with me. I, I won't drink with you, but um, <clears throat> uh, Wednesday, New York City FC versus Toronto at 6 p.m., Seattle RSL at 9 p.m. I'm going to uh, watch that 9 p.m. game. I'll, I'll probably make that. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be there uh, watching those because I work until 8, and then I watch comedy, and then I go watch soccer. So... Um, come join me Thursday uh, Atlanta and Philly will be on at 7 El Trafico at 9.30 and then we are doing we you know we open up at 8.30 every Saturday morning for Bundesliga starts at 8.30 and then there's usually a 9pm uh, or 9am uh, EPL game and then Sundays uh, it's just whatever the schedule but this Sunday it's 9am and uh, that's when I'm bartending so that I can have uh, St. Pauli at 9.30 and Spurs, uh, Liverpool at 11.30. So anyway, uh, do come out. There's lots of soccer. There will also be other, like, 
uh, Minnesota United events. We'll try to do some live podcasts, although we never really get that many people out for them. I also don't think we really advertise that That's true. well. The last yeah, one we advertised for, with two days. Advertise a two for one, and I'm sure you get people yeah. to show up. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's maybe that's the secret. Uh, anyway, regardless, thank you all. Uh, it, it's been awesome. Uh, Thanks to you, too, Wes. Yeah, cheers. Everything you do. Yeah. Rodrigo. Uh, more peace Rodrigo yes. Damien. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. I'm not going right. to make it out of here. We're going to slur by the end. <laughs> Adrian Heath is the worst coach. I freaking hate him. I haven't even got to that cachaça. Right. So uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and we will go into LA Galaxy versus Minnesota United. The other thing we're drinking, Eric and I are drinking, is uh, Sweetland Orchard. We now have cherry rhubarb cider at the bar. And, I saw uh, that. I wanted to at least try that. You, um, and this one is uh, this one is their wall sale, which uh, has um, it's cider that's been fortified with apple brandy and aged in an oak barrel, and it's super good. Anyway, pairs well with they're like forty five minutes south of here, so we took the kids down uh, again for MEA weekend. Mm-hmm. We just on Friday we went down and. Uh, Oh, they're by Taylor's you know, Fall? Went, uh, no, no, this is down like 45 minutes. <laughs> Although we were both there, apparently. Down in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> anyway, yes, let's back, do the let's podcast. Let's get back to it. Uh, I don't know what of that I'll cut. I'll keep some of it. Uh, <laughs> let's let's do this. Minnesota United lost to the LA Galaxy 2-0. Um, uh, uh, wait, what? 2-1. You're I right. Say. Sorry, we did score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we I got I the forgot. one. Later on, I was, I was like depressed by then. Um, I will say... 45 minutes at least of Minnesota United uh, looking very up for it. Yeah. Um, and so I'll just ask you guys. Just, I think they were the better team overall. They got shellacked and destroyed in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. But that's still. You're and talking, we didn't. We, you know, in order to be considered the best 60, team overall, I think minutes. you have to actually make someone pay. But let's talk about this. Sure. I want to talk about the the, the player level. Um who, what was good? What was bad? You can pick if you want to go bad first or, or good first. You don't have to go with good. My notes. I mean, Gasper played is played out of his mind. You're stealing my notes. <laughs> I was going to say that anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote Chase, that in my notes. Chase Gasper, everyone's favorite uh, local cop. He was ridiculous. He, he's more like a state cop. <laughs> yeah, he, looks yeah, like yeah. A, he looks like a state cop. Like, <laughs> the, he'd be, like he could be on chips with uh, sunglasses <laughs> oh, on the motorcycle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or have it like chips, a, really? Wow. Wearing a flannel. Eric, Eric Estrada was in that, right? Yeah. Yes, Can you was. imagine Chase and Eric Estrada just going down? Oh. Is that, is that Dotson, Dotson and Gasper? <laughs> I don't know. We got to find. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, no, Chase he Gasper. Was, he was ridiculous. He was. He played a great game. I, I remember seeing, this is in the notes, the nutmeg. I can't remember placing it. The one I remember is the Pavone thing where he just. Pavone tries to go past oh, him and, and he just. just Takes stops it, he stops and his, it, and yeah. keeps going. It's like, bye. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's one of the things that people don't really highlight or give him credit. He's got really good foot skills. Mm-hmm. He like does. One v one, he's he, he he more than likely will able to. Will, to and to he had that, a so. a double slide tackle situation too that I remember. Where he, oh yeah, he like slid in. Kind of lost it, slid again, and then it ended yeah. up going to Grey Goose or somebody. At that point, the... the Mentineer the, had it won as well. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the grounds crew at that point probably were like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, sh- good. Let's give a good yeah. to the grounds crew. Yes, That's yes. true. It looked... It look- Everyone was freaking out. It, it. I mean, it did not look pristine, but it like you it, could barely see right. the, the football lines. You, I heard that you could see them on TV. But, yeah. And, and when, when, when I was at the stadium, you could not see you them You could barely all, see so. them on TV. Yeah. I mean, I, I only watched the four-minute... 
highlights. That's the only thing you could rewatch of it. But um, yeah, so up to the the grounds crew. Um, Chase Gasper, I, you know, I, I agree, probably was one of the better players of the night. Um, uh, I, I would say um, similar to him of really going in. Ike Parra yeah. was doing his dotty thing, his yeah. defender of the year thing. Um, From the get-go. Yeah, and just was throwing his body everywhere and and looked. um, You know, he also got a new contract. He did not look like new contract Ike, you know, like he just got paid. He looked like he was ready to show everyone why he's the best defender in the league. And he did. You know, he, um, he, other than um, when he kind of fell over and Zlatan almost scored, right, in the second, uh, late in the second half, Mm. he kind of slipped and fell over and Zlatan got a one-on-one that Vito saved. Oh, yeah, yeah. other than that moment, I, I think he, Opara was stellar. Uh, Alonzo as well was just, I thought he was going to shiv someone at the end of the game <laughs> when they had that fight on the other end of the field. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, kill him, yeah. shiv him. Because you know Alonzo was whittling a, a shiv at halftime. I, would, I, would I, I think also, too, that I also um, debuted a new mask. He did. He did. It, did. it was like it was like I couldn't I couldn't remember if it was like you know Disney's Iron Mask, who wore better Leonardo DiCaprio. I think or MF, MF Doom, man. What's that? <laughs> oh he's gonna, yeah, he's, he's gonna like battle MF, MF Doom. Doom. Yeah, <laughs> MF Doom. Oh, that that would have been great. That 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 totally puts on the whole stage. Shh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, campaign. Yeah, but no, I thought I thought Ike, I thought Boxo had a good game too. Boxo did. Yeah, he, I mean Boxo and, was primarily tasked with. With, Zlatan. with Zlatan and Zlatan was a complete was quiet. non-factor Very in this quiet. game. So we have to, even if Boxall wasn't as shiny as everyone jumping and slamming and, and diving, uh, Boxall obviously has to be one of the top players. Yes, of the and game. he Agreed. and he later on during the game almost identically scored uh, ahead of goal. He had two really good shots on yeah, goal. Yeah, so th- those are the well, not quite that- on goal, but yeah. Um, but I also thought, you know, like as you mentioned, Ozzy had a great game. He was he was switching the field so well. Yeah. Uh, the other people, um, I thought Gregush, even though he scored, he he gave away a couple of passes that we haven't seen him do probably at least personally since Houston. So and some of them were were in a, were in a defensive third that kind of kind of kind of worried me a bit but yeah. but unfortunately for me Finley was just not connecting any good passes and Finley was uh I don't know he was just wasn't on was I don't know if he was mess, nervous yeah. it was nervous Man, but he it had was. some great breaks though he just he couldn't, had some good he runs when he's outside onside uh, yeah so um but back to Greg Goosh, I think the other thing to point out is that um when uh was he was he that the first goal right um in the 71st minute when Legette scores Gregush is on is is with Legette and then shuts off. And we've talked about this on the podcast. That is one thing I see a lot with Gregush. Mm. He's great. I think he's great in possession. I kind of forget the mispass, but I wasn't able to rewatch the game. So, um, but that he definitely shut off. Legette came in. Uh, I think it was uh, Zlatan shoots and bounces off Boxall. Bounces off Boxall, and then it just falls to Legette, who ran into the box yep. completely on. Uh, unfollowed and there's not much Minone can do at that point. Right, and uh, there's been many a times where we've uh, we've asked uh, Gregor to shoot, right? Like I don't know how many times he just has all the space in front of him and he just dribbles and passes, and he at least he had two shots and and the second shot, which was I believe was was a pass from from the last attacking third all the way up to the 18. Oh yeah, it was Darwin Quintero. This is the the goal in the 86 minute. Darwin kind of makes this kind of mazy run. Does the the Kool Aid Man shit and just runs and then he like stops and has a moment to pick his pass, 
puts it to Greg, who she's running in late, top of the eighteen. Yeah, and puts it in the 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 nice right and low, by the post, just yeah. barely, and, and, and barely on the, top of the grass. And the thing for me is that um, Darwin, at least for this game, he understood and he decided that his role was going to create opportunities and there were at least three or four opportunities where he passed he did a through ball to to Metanier or Finley who were making runs trying to make them make knowing that he was going to draw the attention uh, and so like even though he wasn't specifically like the focal point of the offense and I can't really think of we can talk about that and have a discussion forever about that uh, the lack of offense that we had it was just it was it was good to see that him being so selfish which is something that we've always talked about him him trying to create opportunities for other people and that's how he was able to find that that pass right he wasn't trying to dribble to 13 pe- people he saw an opportunity saw someone running and then Greg Wish was able to shoot from where we want him to the 18 right so maybe worth mentioning i think everybody knows at this point but darwin did not start this game so yeah and there was uh, you know i because I don't actually report on the team, um, there was he was ill out ill on Friday okay. for practice, so I don't know how much of that played a role in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm heavily doubtful that I think it was more of a tactical tactical decision, but that's just pure out of my brain. Yeah. Or it's um, just a you know a high school coach decision. If you don't practice, you don't get to start, right? Sure, or, or or maybe he was on the can like an hour before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's been on it for a while, so I mean, yeah. I'm just, the way that like, locker room's we, been. We've been trying to figure out reasons why people don't start. I just pretty much mean like, you know what? He's just he's Not, just doing what he wants to do, and that's all. And that's all we can do. Right? Yeah. So yeah. we should say that the the. the uh, we jumped right in. The lineup was pretty much not a surprise, except for except for that, right? Um, Lude out left. Molina was the ten, uh, and Finley in, on the right. My, uh, I thought, and I knew Angela would start. Um, I thought it was going to be back to ye old um, uh, Lude, Darwin, Molino, um, and uh, I, I think. I wanted to. See, I'm just glad to see Finley in there, and Finley. Um, he hasn't had too many bad games this season, but this was this was a really bad one. Um, I would say, um, Molino had okay moments, but was not very good. I still uh, remember which him, a, which is a, a a reminder to this team if they're thinking about the post Darwin era mm-hmm. and they're looking to start next season with no Darwin and just Molino that. That's a worry. Yeah, um, I, I, but let's I have talk, no memory, like really clear memories of Molino doing yeah. great stuff. You know, let's talk about a few other other players. Um, uh, uh, Angelo Rodriguez gets the start. He's back um, after being in the wilderness. He he was looking for Bigfoot. He was exactly what we've said. Very good in helping the team move, and just. Fucking garbage in front of goal. And as someone who, like I've I've said many times as this season has gone on, I uh, I've now grown to appreciate him. But then this reminded me. Oh yes, this is why everyone freaks out. Man, someone called him the Colombian Zardes, which is I saw very that. funny. <laughs> I saw that, but I think untrue because Zardes. The problem with Zardes is he has no touch, and I think Angela's touch is really good. And that we saw that with. Um, the uh, when Angelo failed to score, Angelo collects the ball really well, holds it, gets it out to Metnier, makes the run again, gets in there for the Metnier cross. Which oh, that's the header, right? And then the header is just 
I mean, we all thought it was in. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys... Well, he was in. His body went in the goal. <laughs> uh, you so know, I mean, here's, the, here's the thing and um, that I've been having conversations with people on Twitter about and people keep on pointing out. Um, it's like, and, and the conclusion that I come to is like, sometimes we get... Uh, what is it? Uh, we, we just get um, engulfed by the talent and by the possibility of what, what could be. Yeah. And, and in the end... You know, there has to be a point where like that, that you have to produce. Yeah. And I think, and I think, yeah. and I think Gregush either tied him in goals or, or surpassed him by one. And he, and, and if we're looking at it, um, you know. Well, Gregush only had two. So, and Angela, I think two, had four. Four? Okay, so that's, three, four, that's right? Still we weak. only had two Gregus specials this year at the bar. <laughs> three with this. I actually didn't that. see what the sales of Gregus were that night if people took us up on it. But no, I'm not saying it's like you yeah. got to be able to produce, and You're he hasn't been right. able, and he hasn't been able to do that. And I understand, and I see the talent, right? And I see yeah, yeah. The, the reason why he might get a chance. But when you don't produce, then then you really are not you, you're hindering. And the same goes the same goes for like Toy had opportunities as well too. I mean, a lot of players had opportunities. We just don't are not able to finish those opportunities. And in this team, the identity defensively we have. Right, yeah, we finally. have our identity defensively. It's in the attacking portion that we we have yet to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and we we you know we went back to very early on went back to uh, May uh, tactics of put it to Metnier. He'll put a cross in, and Metnier's crosses are awesome. And he had a couple great crosses that almost led to goals, but it it's just completely predictable and there was no other way and that's what happens when chase gasper is not a chance creator his crosses are okay but he's not ready to be that um uh we'll talk about robin lud in a moment um oh boy. but uh but like w- angelo makes sense if you have two to three dangerous goal scorers behind you mm-hmm. and sometimes you do when you've got darwin really clicking and sometimes you do when you've got ethan really clicking right um we've never had you know miguel this year and now lud have not been goal scoring on the left um and so you know if if finley is not producing and then darwin has been so off his game this year then who the F is going to score the goals. I think that what was the stat that we've scored 11 goals in the last 11 games and only two of them have come from an attacker. And this is what's frustrating. I mean, so I I was talking with my cousin Celso, who was a Corinthians guy, and he he came to a match uh, during the U of M time. And he was very excited, but he was, you know, he still follows the team from Brazil because he, he loved his time here. And he was actually at that, if you remember that uh, amazing Portland wind. Oh, yes, yes. So, yes. I mean, he got, he got a good taste of the team. And I'm yeah. like, we're not all like this. Yeah. But anyway, so he, you know, we were talking and, and he's like, so tell me, and, and who's, who's the big striker? And I'm like, we don't have one, man. And it, and like the, it was just quiet for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And, you, you know, you're talking to a Brazilian and it's just like the fact that, you we don't have goals, right? yeah. You have one job as a striker, and we don't have that. That's just that killer instinct where you, no matter what happens, even if you don't make the shot, you're gonna t- 
take the shot. And then we get spoiled a little bit, I think, in, in South America, too, because all these guys are divas. They're assholes. They're just like, they're horrible people. But when they get that ball, Tell me they how you put feel, it. But... I'm just saying, they put it in the net. They have one job, and they make millions and millions of dollars and have 20 Lamborghinis and a gazillion marriages and terrible. They're just the worst people. <laughs> they, you know exactly what I'm talking about, Rodrigo. I'm looking right at you. But they do their fucking job. They have one thing yeah. to do. And we don't have that. And it's very frustrating. Um, so Angelo uh, and Toy and then eventually Denladi come in. I want to talk about the end of the game later. So I don't want to talk about Toy and Denladi quite yet. Um, Robin Lud, we need to talk about because um, I know he gets a, he's getting a lot of shtick, stick from people. And I, I want to be... Whenever we have a player come in midseason, I want to say, look, he needs, he needs, you can judge him. Like I said with Angelo, I'm, I, I have thoughts forming, but I'm going to wait until I see him next season. The problem with Robin Lud, other than being fucking garbage, is that he's apparently not fit. Angelo, you know, um, Adrian Heath says to the media, like, oh, well, you guys, you know, people criticizing him need to realize that, you know, he came right from vacation and he wasn't fully fit. Well, then why the, is he playing? He plays for the national team. Why I was mean. he playing? Why was he playing ninety minutes if he's not fit? Yeah. Like that's the that's the thing where it's like okay, so it's not his fault. It's literally your fault. One million dollars. Um, and so Robin Lude missed from six yards out. Um, in he the missed several. Twenty yeah, seconds. There was a couple. Twenty second minute, and this is not. He's had another where he skied. It was on the same goal. Um, from the same basic distance, Metonier made that great run. He goes did. past three players oh, to lay it off to, to Lude. Too, and beautiful. Lude, all he had to do was finish it. And it's a little bit behind him, right? So he's he's trying to get back to it and try to pull it forward. Yep. So it's not the easiest. It's not like a tap-in. But by God, that is... And, you know, we talk about how Darwin like has this magical thing where like he'll try to dribble three people, ball bounce off of the post, and eventually come into his yeah. lap, right? For some reason, whatever whatever cross or play comes to him, he gets the first first crack at it. Robin Lewis gets the first crack at everything and just is not able to able to produce anything. I mean, I forget what game was it where he was able to get across and chest it, chest trap a beautiful chest trap at the six yard line, and all he had to do was go left, and he kicked it right at the goalkeeper. And I'm like, and I understand, and I understand that this is not. Uh, his fault, right? Um, that he is put in there because someone wants him to play. Uh, but I don't understand um, what his role is. And listen, he can't, he can't score. We've seen that. He gets the opportunities to score, and he can't do that. He seems to have one speed only, right? Um, and 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 he seems to sometimes get dispossessed a lot. And so, like, I'm, and if it if it's fitness, well, he's played how many games now? Yeah, he's he should be fit by now. He yeah. should be fit. So that's and, what I'm, that, I'm, I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. Like if yeah. if he if, if he's off for of four weeks, as, as the reports say, he should be fit by the playoff games. And and, and he completed twenty four passes. None of them were even attempted in in the final third. Ouch. Um. And, and that that kind of stuff where it's just like, okay, if that's the kind of guy you want, that's cool. But then you need these other things, you know. And and basically, that's. That's what everyone was faulting Miguel for doing, right? All these kind of like, you keep possession passes, right? You know, he he's not going to make this killer pass forward because that's not his type of play. He will keep possession and make sure you guys are still building the attack, blah, blah, blah. Um, there, 
so but basically, he would score goals. Basically, though. we got like Miguel, but costs a lot more money. Like if Miguel would have like just dyed his hair blonde <laughs> and like yeah, just and like shown up, accent yeah, and then, sh- shown up with like a, a Scandinavian accent, he could have just gotten a pay raise and kept on doing the same pound, goddamn pounded thing. Pounded a keg of beer for yeah, the belly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's so bizarre. And I, I you know, the I, I don't know if people are just tired of us harping on Miguel or something like that. It's just because use the tools that you have there. Angelo was not producing, so you put in Toy. Toy was doing something he's not, and now you put Angelo back in. You you move these things around. That's what you do as a coach. You try to keep people hot, etc. Um, but that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen for the Calvos. It doesn't happen for the Ludes. It doesn't happen for for a while. It didn't happen for the Quinteros. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just these things where it's like it's your job to manage these guys and get the best, and you're not getting the best out of them. Um, yeah, no, I think I think it's one of the the issues is is except for Ike and Ozzy. Right, so I right. Should I mean, I think Ozzy. Look, look. I think if anyone deserves an award for most improved player this game in this in this team, it has to be Boxy. Yeah, mm. and I think and 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 I'll eat crow for my hate on Boxy at the beginning of the season and last year as well too. Isn't it nice to be proven wrong? Yes, it is. It is nice to be proven wrong. Guys, and, guys and, we're, and, we're and, parents. And, and, yeah. This ha- of, happens on a daily basis. Is, I'm never wrong. One of the best things this <laughs> yeah, season has been celebrating boxer goals because yeah. you don't know how often they will come. And, and whenever he decides to take the ball on, it's 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 that tingling feeling that you get in your gut stomach that you don't know what that so that that's going to be magical or not, or he's going to be able to do something like that. And notice the difference between right the difference between what Boxy did. Boxy had. A pretty poor beginning of the season. Then he had a terrible game in Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. And then he kind of like I don't know. Remember when he kind of to his teammates he did own up to it. Yep. But eventually, like even like to journalists, he kind of said like, "I, I need I to go it. back and, and I blew it." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And that kind of public admission of like, "Look, that wasn't that wasn't good. I need to be better." And then you come back. People want to root for you. Yeah. The problem is so many other parts of the team, like when you have a Calvo who's just saying, no, you're the fucking idiot, or, yeah. you know, and coming after coming after um, all the other players or the fans La or prensa. whatever. And it's just like that kind of attitude that we also see throughout, you know, with the coach as well and the media team where it's just like, okay, well, you know, that's not how you get fans on your side. Absolutely. You don't, you get fans on your side by, by being, by being good people. Yeah. Um, and, and honest people, because fans want to cheer for you. They want, you know, even someone like Rodrigo, you know, you, you're giving shit to Boxy. Uh, it's because you, you want this guy to be good. He's on the team. I might as well be cheering for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I might as well be happy he's good. And, you know, and so the same thing with Lud, right? Like, oh, my God, I don't want to have this feeling where I just fucking hate his face. Right. But I kind of do. Boxall's right. backwards goal is one of my top memories of this the, entire the header, season. The, yeah, just a couple of weeks. Yeah. weeks ago. yeah, I thought it was spectacular. I mean, top three, I think, for me personally. So um, we talked about the kind of uh, all, all the players we wanted to. And, and any others? Um, I mean, Vito Manone had a pretty good game, but he Vito wasn't tested for a game. while. Um, Later on, he was tested a lot. But yeah, and I think uh, I think the defense had a, had a good game. I think Metinier at one point felt a little bit. Um, I saw I saw people who who, who might be feel, being nervous because they were playing a, in a big game, yeah. and I think Mentonia at the beginning was, but then he finally settled down. Finley totally was off his game. Um, we already talked about Lude. I think Angelo was just 
the Angela we've seen, right? Creates <laughs> creates chances, but can't really do anything else but that. And so, first seventy minutes, Minnesota had this is from Paul Carr from ESPN. Uh, Minnesota had 1.17 expected goals from 11 shots. LA had 0. 0.034, 0. 0.034 on six shots. Wow. So obviously that's first 70, minute, 70 minutes. The 71st is when Legette scores. Um, Quintero had come on at, at the 60th minute for um, uh, for Ethan. Yeah, right? Ethan, yeah. yeah. Uh, 67th minute, Toy came on for Angelo. Um, later on, Dunlady will come on in the 77th. I'm curious for you guys, what happened in the 70th minute? I, and it didn't happen just then, right? But what happened in somewhere in that second half where obviously the game just just melted down? I think overall, we you know we wanted to be able to get a result and 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 um, putting Darwin in. Puts you puts you in a position of of who is who's going to pick up a certain section that he's going to be covering, right? I also I also feel that at that point, you know, you you have to make a decision as a, as a coach: are you gonna are you gonna play it safe or are you gonna try to start gambling, right, and opening up the field more? And I think with a, when you put a Darwin in, you can't play defensively, right? You have to be able to risk it and have to be able to go for the goal. We have played on the counter with Darwin, though. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that was LAFC, and that's just one I of know, those... But, but even before that, in the four-two-three-one, like, he has... But I, I get what you're saying. You With Molino and Darwin both on the pitch, yeah. you've got a lot less defensive work going on. Unless sometimes they do do that defense, but rarely. So yeah, I get what you're saying. No, and I, and I think and I think overall, I think after that first goal, everything had to open up, right? After that first goal, everything had to open up, and I think that's where, where, where we were trying to create chances, and we were creating chances, but we weren't. They're they're counterattacks, which is which is being prominent as well. Okay, so what you're saying is that um, putting Darwin in messed up the midfield and messed up our ability to defend in the midfield or just defend at least, overall? At least, yeah, at least, at least be able to slow down anything or yeah. create possession, puts more pressure on Gregorich and Alonso to be able to, to do that. Because specifically, we were we were pushing up at that point so much that our center backs yeah. were going up. They it were was, high, it was that's Ike true. Or, or Boxo, and then you had Ozzy, Ozzy or Chase having, yeah. having, 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 to, having to guard Zlatan, who's three feet taller than them. Yeah. And so that, that puts you in a precarious situation, specifically whether you have to decide who's going to cover or who's going to cover the run. Yeah, I guess for me in that 10 minutes, 60th to 70th, what I was seeing is, and maybe this is only like two instances and it just like burns so heavily in my brain or something, but what I was seeing is ball comes forward, Angelo touches it, pushes it back to Quintero. Quintero sends it out to Molino. Molino, I was just seeing so much movement and it was good and quick, and it was like, oh shit, we're gonna we're Darwin like really brought a spark in here, and to me, pulling so my answer to my own question is to me in the sixty seventh minute when you pull Toy out, well then you're you're playing a different game, right? We did have that one really good moment where I forget who put the pass in, the pass goes and Toy goes around the center back to the right. He's got a one on one. He just puts it wide. Um, right, and people were asking him to dribble into the box because yeah. he had the, he had the center back beat. So, um, I, to me, you once you lost Angelo in there, you lost the person bossing around who's kind of occupying those center backs, and that's when Darwin's best. Right, Darwin is best with Angelo. Molino's best with Toy. 
because yeah, and we said that all all season. Darwin wants someone to occupy so that he can then move around. Um, so my thesis is that pulling putting Toy in means that all of a sudden you didn't have a center back who was facing his own players. Right, Angelo's got his back to goal, facing his players, acting as a fulcrum. Instead, you had a, a a forward who's facing the goal. Trying to get around, so all of a sudden you lost this right, you, um, point to it, to point of the attack. Not only that, but you also lose the person that's creating space, right? Yeah, and and be able to create space, but also at the same thing. I mean, Troy, Tr- I guess, creates it in his own way. Well, but, no, yeah. but 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 with with but the Angelo, people have to be aware of where he is and have to be able to mark him. Yeah. So either the, the so the defender, the center back, or whoever is is on him has to decide whether to stay with the mark, or or press. And and challenge and challenge. Hey, I'm coming. I'm coming. Balls. Either one of those, right? And I think one of the things that 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 Toy is is not is not good at is be able to 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 command that attention, right? Yeah. And I think it's I what think, Ramirez like really worked to, to, and struggled to to do as well, right? Right. It's a tough Toy, thing to do in that role, right? And I, and I think Toy is a, is, a, is a young is a young forward needs to have the ball like totally fed to him the through balls or whatnot yeah. to be able to use his his speed and agility and finishing skill and finishing you know, skill, yeah. right? And that's the reason that you put in a Toy over an Angela is because someone that can finish as a proven finisher, right? And and but but then when the system changes, the question is how do you create opportunities for toy to be able to use his skills right usually to put him in a 1v1 and that means that either either you're you're waiting for a through ball or you're waiting him to be be able to ride that line so he can make a run diagonally or it's it's one of those things that you just at that point with that personnel you have molino who understands what he wants and darwin that wants to create is is who wants the ball more who's getting the ball more and who has those opportunities to create for toy and that's and i think that's where the confusion gets there's a lot of confusion on the field that's why i've Always advocated to have a Darwin Angelo attacking duo, and then if that's not working, then switch it with Molino and Toy. People that know how to, because chemistry, at least in the attacking section, is key in order to be able to get some results. I was just going to add that even before the what did you say the the sixtieth, seventieth, somewhere in there, Quintero came in. I I was already noticing kind of the flow and the fact that. Nobody was going to get really good shots on goal. And I started telling everybody around me, I'm like, we need to start ripping it from distance. And just whether it's Greg Oosh or whoever, just outside of the box, whether it whether it's on goal, whether we're creating some chaos and maybe it takes a deflection. I, I started saying this probably like in the, probably the 30th something minute and I kept it going yeah. until the second goal. Yeah. And I was like, see, that's... That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Jonah, <laughs> That's what we should so have been doing. The second goal is that uh, Jonah Dos Santos, uh, um, uh, that was a beautiful prostitute goal, enthusiast yeah. that he is. Um, he ended up completely free outside the box. Nice um, Mitanier didn't step up to him. He just watched him. It's a lot. Yeah, I think, and I think that that's where you talk about the problem of Molino right. and, and Quintero. Mm-hmm. You've removed that uh, that problem. The the answers that. Heath had to this game, not just answers, but if you try to think about what did he want to do proactively or just reactively, and we all know he's a reactive coach. Um, the answers that he had, one of the problems I have is that they were the same answers he's had to every game. The last, the last, what, eight games, 10 games, uh, you either have, uh, 
you know, Quintero coming off the bench or someone coming on from Quintero in the 60th minute. You've got Toy coming on for Rodriguez or Rodriguez coming on for Toy. You've got uh, Hassani Dotson coming on or you've got Dinlati, depending on if we're chasing her. And, I, you know, it's funny. Anytime uh, I talk to, like, uh, journalists from outside of Minnesota come to town, uh, um, I should bring them to the bar and, and, and get a drink. And uh, uh, they ask me, like, oh, well, what do you think of whatever? And it's just like, well, what do you think? Because I know what I think. And it was very funny that uh, this one person I saw was like, uh, it always seems like, and this person covers all of MLS, so watch this a lot. Um, it always seems like Adrian Heath goes into a game knowing exactly what he's going to, exactly who he's going to substitute when. Right? He never, he never um, makes a change to change a game. Right? It's always well, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and that. Like having that conversation, then the next day watching this game happen, where it's like, oh, of course you're going to put Abu Dinladi in, even though Abu has literally done. Fuck all! Yeah, since since you brought him back in the second half of the season to, as a substitute, and that's just the way he's gonna do when he's when when he's when he has his guys, right? I mean, Delari is something that he he vouched for and he likes mm-hmm. and he believes in, so he will get playing time, right? Yeah, same way, same way with 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 Lude. I mean, uh, right. he will give he will give them the playing time that they need. I mean, and in the meantime, Ibarra just. Slumps down on his butt on the yeah. side of the pitch. He kicked, that was, uh, and he kicked. I saw him kick something too. That was painful. Um, yeah, I, and, and the problem is like we've seen that. We've seen the the this episode where Dinladi comes on. He you know he had a good shot on goal. Just like the week before, he had a good shot when he turned and shot on goal. He's got these moments. It hasn't worked for him. And we're still trying the same thing where you've got Toy and Dinladi, two two strikers who are very similar. And you're just hoping that if you've got these guys in the box, something's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, Dinladi did have that goal, right? A couple, uh, like a month well, yeah, ago. Yeah, he had to go at the, end, like, at the, at the, at the, at the 90th plus minute. If you just get some just, chaos, because, he'll put it in, you know. Yeah. But and I it, mean, that's not going to happen. Yeah, every is, that game. Your, is that your, that's the plan, right? That's, I mean, that's that, the, I mean, that was the plan at that point. I mean, you have to give it at the point where all these substitu- uh, offensive substitutions were happening. That is the most offensive look that we've had all season. You have all your offensive threats. You have you have Molino. You have Darwin. You have Don Lotti, You have Toy, and yet you weren't able to create any opportunities. And it looked like it looked like it just it looked, it honestly looked like chaos, right? Because yeah. you like nobody knows how to play with each other in a sense. Toy was running one way. Don Lotti was running another. I mean, Don Lotti will give you fitness or, yeah. or like will give you speed and he'll it, give you all that other stuff, but. And there's I, no organization to it. And I'm also not saying bring on Miguel and all of a sudden you've got a, someone who's going to score the game-winning goal. I'm saying if you bring on Miguel, he will cover the ground and let Dunlady stay up there further. He will play that left and middle. You know, he will just shuttle and he'll help keep possession and move it forward. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's just really it's frustrating to watch a game where it's like I've seen this episode before. This yeah. is like I know what happens. I know that uh, you know you we would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you darn kids. And it, it's basically you pull the mask off Adrian Heath and it's, I would have gotten away with it if we were just better at finishing and we need three to four more players. And it's just like the the, the really frustrating Hashtag part. Hashtag three-year plan again. <laughs> yeah, and the, the really frustrating part about going into it is, is just like, um, it's just that, You've got all these players and you haven't coached them up, right? You haven't 
been able to get the best out of them. You benched Darwin, okay, but you didn't get a better Darwin out of it. You benched Angelo, you didn't get a better Angelo. And, um, you know, at some point, once you've once you've said these players aren't good enough, now the second round of players aren't good enough, now the third or fourth or fifth round of players aren't good enough, it's not those players anymore. And and certainly, Angelo should have finished, Lud should have finished, uh, Toy should have finished. Sometimes you are unlucky, but if you're going to say that, then we probably should have finished sixth place this year <laughs> because we were way lucky with yeah. Angelo's ass hairs ah, scoring a goal. Classic. And so I don't know. That's my that's my little rant. But can we let's say one more thing before we go to break? What are we saying? Ending the game, uh, it felt very good to end the game uh, with Miguel Ibarra coming over to Wonderwall. I cried. Um, Miguel was kind of avoiding it. He's he's a you know he's that kind of guy. He kind of brought Thomas. He was like he was talking to Thomas Chacon. Yeah, yeah. He kind I of saw got that. Chacon they kind of walked over, over with him. him. Yeah. I think because he just feels uncomfortable with it. And eventually, like, they baited him. All these cameras come over. And it was a big moment, yeah. right? Um, Doreen, Most of the team had pieced out at this yeah, point. Yeah, Doreen and the Dark, uh, Dark Literati had that um, Batman loon scarf. And, mm-hmm. Or no, that's scarf. Uh, um, the banner. Flag. The banner, banner yeah, yeah, flag. And um, and he comes over, and they talked, you know, and, and you know, uh, was Bill, it Bill McGuire? Bill McGuire, Bill. yeah, not mm-hmm. Doctor Bill, but uh, uh, but uh, Cool Bill. Cool Bill. Um, <laughs> cool Bill McGuire. Uh, uh, talked to him, and, and you know, Miguel said to him, you know, thank you so much. He he was very emotional and said, thank you. I want, I really want you to tell everyone thank you. And for me, it was great. You know, I got very emotional and and teared up. I was amazed that Miguel kept his cool. We still don't know what's going to happen with Miguel. Right. I mean, he, he's still under contract, right? Uh, he, there's an option. Okay, so he could be back next year. And it's not unreasonable. He's not that expensive of a midfielder, of a, of a winger. He's and then we have the expansion draft in a month, so. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the next segment. Um, but, so he could be back, but it does, you know, we I won't rehash it again. It does hurt seeing a absolute legend of this team uh, just, get, just get shunted to the side. And not, you know, um, but at least it, it did make me feel good that he got, he got such a love party for yeah. him, uh, and that that kind of overshadowed. It's kind of like he got the last the word, stuff. honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was uh, there was there was one uh, newscaster who doesn't te- cover soccer tears as of much, joy and tears, and of- and he kind of reached out to me and said, like, "Hey, is the bigger story like this Miguel thing, or is it the the <laughs> team?" And I told him it's the team and the result here, but part of me wanted to say Miguel just so that just to fuck with the team. Nice. I didn't because I uh, I'm a, a kind. Uh, human being. Wow, you've changed. No. <laughs> so no, I, went, I, oh, I think no. I just I just think overall. I mean, like I went on my rant, uh, not on my rant, but more like uh, just an an open letter or tweets to Miguel Ibarra, just because I've seen what he's brought to this team, and a lot of times I feel that it's undervalued, not only by the organization, but also to, to, to newer fans that don't understand. There's a lot of fans who, like, it's like basically showing up as an Arsenal fan a couple of years ago and being like, why do you guys keep talking about this Thierry Henry guy? Yeah. Henry, oh my gosh. He played for, like, the 
Red Bull, so it can't be that good. And, and if you notice, one of the things that I've noticed and I've related to Miguel is that every time we've had new Spanish-speaking players, he has been the glue yes. to them. He's like taking That's them well in. Said. That is Him well and said. Christian, we do that. You know, it happened with Darwin. It happened with Alexi. And yeah, it's not happening with Chacon. Chacon. Yeah, right? You got it. You All right? And Chacon, so maybe Miguel's Chacon. the problem, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Chacon, Chacon, Chacon follows them everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. have conversations. And I mean, like, to have someone... Uh, to be a newcomer to any new land or any other place, yeah. to have someone who you can relate to or is willing to listen to you is invaluable. That is really key. You're right. Yeah. And it's invaluable. And the fact that he's always done that and no one, I don't know if no one's asked him to or I what doubt the situation it. is, I doubt it. but he he's willing to do that because we've seen him do that throughout. Yeah. Um, is, is, is something that does not get valued, yeah. but people who know him, who've cheered him from NASL days back from Nessie and understand that he makes himself accessible to people when he shouldn't have to. He yeah. doesn't have to do that, right? You know, not a lot of people do. A lot of people just like to clap and give things and then they're off to it. But no, he's willing to stay with people. He's willing to sign people's things. He's willing to stay down and, and contact people. He's he's open to conversation when he needs to be, right? And those are the things that that that, that add on to this soccer community that, that we right. that he's been part of and he's built. And I just wanted him to know that that he's he's appreciated, that he's yeah. valued. And if and if he if he doesn't understand he may not see it and he's had a tough season, that just to remind him that that's something that, you know, he will always be our Batman for yeah. that. Yeah, and yeah. I point to the Batman Kleenexes that I brought over yeah. here today. <laughs> well when he came back from US men's national team camp, uh there was after the one game there was just they filled an entire like room with fans who just wanted to get things signed by him, and then they kind of did a I think a live interview or something like that. I, I couldn't make it to it. Um, he he was it, we had never seen anything like this. Like a, a someone who like was the, our the star, country had it, not from star, this division. And then he, he's or that like, division. Jurgen called him up. Like yeah, he put us on on the map in that's, such a way. Yes, and, that's what I'm saying. And. Uh, has has been you know the heart of the team. I'll say that again. If something happens with him, we will also have a, a retrospective and just go fucking wild on it. Yeah, I was just gonna we'll say, bring man, Bruce like, on the pod, and we're, uh, I mean, we're old old schoolers here, so we have the connection. And I, I, you know, it was my B day, and I've I've had in the past uh, the the 2011 and 2012 playoffs when they were in the NSC when Miguel was in. Well, I guess was that pre Miguel 2012. He would have been in, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway. Those those landed there too, so it's not like it's been the last time. But all I was going to say is, I prepared myself because we're we're longtime fans and we know how this this roller coaster can go. And I held it together even after the loss. But as as soon as he he hopped the barrier and yeah. got in with with Doreen and Bill, I yep. I started to cry. All right, let's let's Birthday take a break. <laughs> we'll come back. This is Alex making a brief cameo on the 551 podcast to answer a question. What makes me most excited and hopeful about next year? It's the fact that the team's spine, players like Jan Gregush, Ozzy Alonso, Ike Parra, now Michael Boxall, basically everyone but Vito Manone at this moment, 
is locked down under contract for next year. And then you have guys like Chase Gasper and Hassani Dodson in the defense who are really good backups and future... Well, in the case of, of, of Gasper, a current starter, and in the case of Dodson, a future starter. That's what gets me hopeful about the team. What makes me worried about the team is that after a really great winter window bolstering the defense the team really struck out in the summer window trying to bolster the attack we don't really know what to think about Jacon yet but he didn't really contribute this year which is fine but he needs to contribute next year I think thought that Moimbe Tarant was good but he didn't win a starting spot and then obviously Robin Lud is the big talking point right now he's added nothing he's been alexi gomez point two and adrian heath when he was signed said that he had been following him for years and he kept playing him and so this if this is an adrian heath guy i really have to question the talent evaluation of a coach who continues to play a, a, a player like robin Lud, who is neither slow nor aggressive I don't know. Maybe a full preseason or something will help him, but I've I've seen nothing from the guy. And that decision-making process that led to a, a player like that getting paid almost a million dollars in salary, that is what makes me worried. The team had a great offseason last year. They need to have another really good offseason this year if they are going to not just make the playoffs, but contend for MLS Cup. And that's going to require hitting on their offensive signings. And I'm not confident yet that they can do that. All right. That's for me. Bye. Back on the 55-1 podcast, that was Alex uh, introducing the segment. He's at a conference this weekend, but he, I was sending over the questions that I wanted to talk about. He's like, wait, I want to do this. So I said, He's missing out on record the a voice memo on your phone. He's always missing out on Pisco. So the question is, what gives you hope about this team coming out of this playoff game? We, you know, I, I recapped it with Jeff and Bruce, whatever, but like, I'm curious to hear you guys. What do you take from this team uh, that makes you hopeful? And then we can talk about what, what makes you most worried. But let's start, start on the positive because I, you know, I'm still feeling somewhat positive about the world. So um, do you want to start, Eric? Sure. What, what, what? I mean, it, it, it's hard to uh, <laughs> to say anything. Yeah, the spine, the spine. Well, other than what Alex spine, just right? said, but yeah, the the defense obviously, and the fact that we got those guys locked down, Ike and Boxy and Metanier, and yeah, I, I, that that makes me really happy actually. And can, yeah, and Boxy and Boxy and Opara have both signed. Um, Coleman's under right? contract for another year. Yeah, yeah multi year. Ike got paid. Good, good for yep, him. He did. Uh, you know, Gasper obviously is under contract. Metnir, I don't. Uh, he is under contract, um, and so um, we've got the defense. Other than Vito Manone, we don't know if they'll be able to pick right. him up. Right, right, right. And, and Vito, I'm sure Vito is going to shop himself around because he's like he's going to be like, "Hey, I had a great season at the MLS. What, yeah. what can I get back home?" Because I'm sure he, he playing at home is what he wants to be able to do. Maybe you you, you never know. Yeah. He definitely looked, he's getting paid pretty well. Here. He definitely looked, yeah, but, but he's not, getting the opportunity. Premiership money. Well, that's you true. Know. You, you but, really think he's going to get a premiership contract? I don't know. I, what I think, uh, what, what Rodrigo's saying here is, I don't think doing well in MLS is a good enough, like, as a goalkeeper, is like a great. 
you know, everyone's like, oh, well, we sell you with Arsenal. And so, oh, we sell you with Arsenal. There you go. And, um, <laughs> and the hell. Arsenal friends um, are listening. This is going to be great. Yeah. So I, I think that, um, I think that a guy, like, he definitely was going around and savoring it. I think that, again, this is completely from Wes's brain. I think that he, if you can give him approximately in that money and then make some sort of easy transfer deal with Reading to get him out, because he's under contract till June. You're just getting him out of a six-month contract. Pay them $300,000 or something like that to get him out of the contract and bring him over here. Mm-hmm. Pay him, even if he's the third uh, highest goalkeeper, highest paid goalkeeper. So what, 600000 then? Yeah, which is about what he's making now. So 700000 um, then? No, no, and you pay him the same amount. Right, you don't. Do you think he'll take that? I wouldn't. You've just had a great season with your team, and then all of a sudden you you you, you don't you don't. You're also you a goalkeeper. He's also how you're old also is a he? goalkeeper. Though. That's what yeah, I was gonna say. But it's also, I mean, you, you talk about with thirty what is, something, and like he's playing. Yeah, but in a well goalkeeper here, where you still have a Nick Romano. Maybe in the I doubt he's gonna get back to the Premier League level. I, I doubt he'll get back Regardless, to the Serie A. I think that there's a way. I, mean, I think I think, I'm should, I think if he's gonna come to the US, he should get paid. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't sure. disagree. I mean, everyone should get paid, man. Yeah, we I should get paid. You should get paid. I was trying to say. When do we get paid, Wes? Was it the uh, Tigris? No, was Tigris was playing. Who was the Liga MX team that? Oh, Veracruz. Veracruz. Yeah, Veracruz. Yeah, they uh, they uh, they should get paid. They They should get paid. paid. uh, What 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 gives you? What are you uh, hopeful about? Well, I for once I'm hopeful that we have a defensive identity, right? That we have the defense worked out uh, minus Vito. That we have um, that we have part of that center center. Center mid figured out with uh, Gregush and Ozzy, right? And Dotson as a backup to 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 either one of them apparently at this moment. Um, what those those are the things that make me. We have part of that spine figured out in that sense, right? And I still think we need to you know find um, other center backs, right? That that are able to, to to plug in. I also feel that we need to find someone um, that. Um, that were able were able to 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 compete with uh, Gregush, and I think that's where perhaps a Chacon will get an opportunity to play in that position or in play in Darwin's position. I just it's just when we get to the attacking third, that's just we've just been so unlucky to be able to do anything we'll at get all. The, we'll get to the yeah, worst. man. Stop transitioning over there. We're not ready yet. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll say the one the the. To you guys, obviously, we've all talked about the defense. the 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 other thing that gives me a lot of confidence, which Alex also talked about as a negative, is that we had five big signings in the off season, and they were all B plus to A's. Yes, right? that's true. Vito, uh, Ike, Ozzy, Metinier, uh, missing someone, probably. And then you go into no, then you have the draft. And Gregush. Yeah, yeah. Gregush, and, and then, then the draft, draft, right? Yeah, and then and three three play or two players drafted uh that and then Toy came in. So that is a really good offseason. True. Um then you have Moembe Tarat, uh, you know, again uh Serviceable. Jury, jury's out. I think that uh Lud, jury's out, but we see a little bit more and ooh, Jesus Christ. And uh and um anyone else? Oh, Chacon. Chacon. Chacon, in general, like, I have no worries about Chacon. He is young. It's going to take time. I don't know why he wasn't even making the 18, but whatever. Um, I guess you only have a, a, a 
you know, I don't think he was a he was a Heath guy. That's probably why. It's weird that he started that one match and then it was just like, okay, you're done. Yeah, and so like, what? And he got that opportunity to play that game. Is it against Colorado? Uh, yeah, it was like Susie. Susie, Susie, yeah, Susie. Yeah. yeah, so I, I mean, so I, I guess I would say like, the, no one should make any judgments about whether he's good or bad, a good sign or whatever. He's going to need time, especially more than Lud and Moimbe Torat. So I, I think that that gives me a lot of hope. Like, I go into this thinking, all right, well, we've got this, this, and this of these players. We can feel confident that this team that this team is, is building towards something. Because the first few years, I know many, many Lagos have known him for years. I've wanted him to succeed, but by God, it was really hard to, do, to like, come up with a case of why he should keep his job, right? You know, bad, bad two years. And now it's like, I'm really happy for him. You made some great signings here. Right. Great for you. Good for you. You know, and you never know how those are made. But regardless, he's the buck stops with him. So at least he is in charge of all those signings. Um, I mean, I still think you need to be able to find someone who needs to finish. But we can get into that conversation. That's where we're going. I'm pretty sure. So, what makes you most worried? Um, you talked about uh, the, the the offense, right? Like being able to make that work. For me, it's um, you know, and I feel like a stupid broken record, but it's just our, our head coach is fine. He's just okay, but he has not improved this team a bit. Um, you 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 can't. Maybe I could I can come up with two or three times where I've I've seen like all right. That's a moment where you improved it a bit. You did this thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, he used three subs his last game. Yeah, he does all the time. Almost all season he's done that. Do you use three subs? For, except for the last home game when he didn't put Miguel on. Yeah. Almost always. But, but like, the you know, talking, like, the one thing is, like, he's a bad man manager, right? If your star player goes into the U.S. Open Cup final and doesn't, and he's he's he believes that he's going to start the week before, and he's told the day of, like that fucks with the team. Like that—that's not how you manage a player. We've talked about the the Jesse Marsh example of like, how do I manage the other people who are not the eleven? How do I manage my star player to be like, look, I still believe in you, but you've not been producing. You need to do this. And Darwin's account to the media tells us that that did not happen, right? Or at least Darwin's impression of it, right? And so you don't have this man management going on. You instead have the, you know, you have players who are suddenly alienated, then they're back in. Um, obviously, some players like Ozzy really get behind him. Uh, and that's that that's great. You need some players. There's never been an insurrection against him by the players. But we, we don't have a good man manager. We don't have a guy who actually uses all of his tools, who he always thinks he needs to jettison what he has for something new so he can play with new shiny toys. New shiny that toys. worries me about a team, right? That's not like, we're going to be in the same recording, the same goddamn podcast next year where it's like, well, we were bad. You know, we finished, we finished fifth this year and maybe we won a playoff game, but, uh, but it was just because everyone else is garbage below us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, LA galaxy were fucking garbage by the way. Until Pavone, a little bit of magic, and so anyway, that's what I'm worried about. Eric, do you want to? Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Um, you can if you want. No, I can't. And and, and and I, I, I know he's going to be back. Yeah. Like that's the thing is, I'm preparing myself yeah. for him to what, be back. And that's what I, I do want to say. He's going to be back. We need to just accept that, and that's fine. We need to like uh, like Get I did last it. year. You just 
you are like, okay, well, what are the things that I can be helpful about this team? How can I focus on the positives? So I don't, you know, but I am asking a negative question, which is what is, what are you most worried about? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's top of my list too. And I don't know, I, I would, it doesn't even have to be like somebody outside of the country. I just, I just want a different face. I want a different uh, tactical outlook. I want, I want somebody who's, who's cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that too much to ask? That can actually like be, be, be respectful to the players and be respectful to the media as, an, as an, a coach. Or yes, a coach. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I guess on the other side of that, um, we need a hunter killer striker. We need somebody that just and I don't care again where he comes from, but it, the ball comes to this individual's feet and the ball goes in the net, and that person can be an absolute asshole like they tend yeah. to be in Colmey Bowl and get paid lots of money and we already already said it but you have one job you put the ball in the net when the ball comes to you we need that player doesn't matter if he's 45 he can do it so. no it does matter if he's 45 <laughs> 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 that, that does matter um please, uh, the, the, please the, 19 to 20 years old <laughs> good luck the next the next questions going forward are we're about to protect uh you know next month uh we'll do the protect players uh at an, an, another episode um i do want to ask are these players leaving or staying all right uh, you're gonna go down the list and uh, we just Quintero. say yes or no Stays. Uh, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Uh, Angelo. Gone. Gone. Stays, because Ooh, I don't know if we can offload a, a player with that, making that much money. Um, uh, we can. We can loan him to a team that won't pay him in in, uh, in Mexico. Whatever we say, um, he's going to do the opposite anyway. So uh, Vito? Oh. Will he be back? I think so. I hope yes. so. Sure. I really want him to, so I'm just going to say yes. Um, uh, Miguel? No. Gone. Yes. He's going to be here? I think so. Okay, I think he's gone. But um, anyone else? Who, who are the other uh, question marks? Lude. Lude's Lude got a million dollar contract. He's, he's, he's oh, no signed probably to, uh, yeah, a couple to of years. 20th. Yeah, um, so, so, yeah, uh, Finley. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I say stay. I mean, you, 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 have, you have no other offensively weapons. I mean, like, what do you do with Dunlady, right? Is he stay? Dunlady's gone. I think Dunlady's gone. Finley stays. Right, I'll, put, is, I'll, I'll do it like Heath's that. Got, yeah. This is one of his picks. Yeah. So then, then what do you think? He's going to try to make him stay? No. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I and, mean, I think, I think there's a good chance that he stays. That's a, that's an fo battle. And the the other the other worry going into this is that the problem is that we've we have not. You know, sometimes a big signing doesn't work out, but you can still use them in a role. Um. Uh, at least until you figure out the next replacement for them. But if we get rid of Quintero, Angelo, did we do Angelo? Is he saying? Yeah, we did that. Yeah, we did. Um, if we do Quintero, get rid of Quintero, Angelo, um, Miguel, uh, maybe Vito. Not that they want to get rid of Vito, but like if you do these things and already you just want to take the team and you want to add a few pieces, you want to do what he always says is add two to three players. You want to add two to three players you take away to just six. make it better, right? But the problem is, if you need to add, if we get rid of Dunlady yeah, you've stripped and the entire Angelo, attack. <laughs> you need to sign two strikers, one who's a, a definite uh, starter, and the other one who is, maybe you draft another one, right? And then you're back to square one on that. And then you need a left winger, um, uh, you need a number 10, um, and then what are you going to do with all these? Like The problem is you've shaken up so much yeah. that you need to bring in, and 
you probably need to replace Colin Martin if Colin Martin's going to go. You need you need depth people. Maybe you just draft them. You need uh you need a backup for uh Vito. Um, for Metnir. Oh, I was going to say Vito too. You yeah. need to sign another goalkeeper, yep. but you can just find those sure. on the street. They're just yeah, like but you would have there's one over. You have Saint Clair. There's like three goalkeepers right now over on University <laughs> Avenue. So. But you have Saint Clair, so yeah, yeah, you're fine yeah, with that. That's true. And so uh, my problem is like you've you've now been like oh well these guys were probably good enough. And now they're not, right? Maybe maybe you get rid of Darwin and you keep Angelo, right? And you're in the spot where maybe Angelo was never good enough, but maybe he has not been put in the used correctly. We have a lot of spots that like I, I it's just, it's I more of a rebuilding that. year than I want it to be. It's my problem. Look, if you That's look statistically, who scored more goals? Angelo or Darwin? Darwin. Then we'll, then why would you keep someone who's not scoring goals? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You're right, you're right. I don't think that I think it'll be tough to get rid of him. But did you say you would get you want to get rid of, or you think Darwin? No, I think Darwin stays. I think I think I think if you think about it, if you remove Darwin and you remove Molino out of the situation, Molino's under contract, right? Was he? I have no clue about him. Well, only a few players who I. I think think Darwin's ready to just chill on the beach. (laughs) He's no. I think I think he's still willing to play. I think the question is if you take him and then and if you and if you don't know what's happening with Molino, if you stay with Molino after Molino, who else is is a person who's going to create this opportunity? Are you going to give Gregor that? that, that I I mean, Chacon. uh, You would right. That's Chacon, but but that's if he gets playing time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a. It's, it's a it's a mystery as to what is going to happen, but if you take if you take away the person that has been the playmaker for the least last two seasons, yeah. right? Then 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 what are you really doing with your offense? I mean, yeah. I think I think if you if 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 Darwin is, we can make him not give up his DP slot mm-hmm. and and figure something out. Then then I think it makes it more 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 feasible for him to be able, even if it's just in. And a reserve role, if it's just coming yeah. off the bench kind of role. And so you, you think find both someone Colombiano else. stay? You think they? T- no, I think I, I would not want Angelo back. I think I think I understand why people want him back, and I understand why people like him and yeah. what he does, and he changes the shape of, of the game. But at the end of but the end of this, when we talked say, about yeah, it. It's yeah. production. If I you understand. can't score. Then, then why are you why are you being paid if you can't do the one why thing you're supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I get that. I I'm I guess my fear is that. We're now in a position of needing more of a reboot than we, yes, than I would have wanted, yes. right? Reboot in the offensive section or yeah, yeah. the defensive section? It's offensive section. Yeah, and I think and I, and I, and I, if we spend this, if we spend the same kind of money that we spend to secure our defense and our and our and our midfield into our offense, or I, I think I think we are able to to improve. But that's a question: Are we willing to do that? But I, I you know, the things like. Uh, Ethan Finley, a Miguel Ibarra, a Kevin Molino, they're not. None of them are going to be the stars of this of this team. No, I don't but think you you need players like them. And if you start jettisoning players, jettisoning players like that, then you need to add more. And like to find another person who could play a, a good role. Uh, just take out the the emotional what we like about Miguel. Um, but even on the on the pitch, just to get a replacement, you might be able to get one for who. You know, he makes three hundred something thousand. You could get one for one eighty, maybe. But like, you're taking a chance on bringing some of the new in, and the inability to just use the pieces at hand and be like, "Look, I want to focus our attention on those two to three. I want to say, look, Darwin and Angelo, they're not doing it. We need a ten, and we need a striker. That is our off season. I want to get that, and maybe like, uh, two random players we trade for for like." 
Starbucks gift whatever. cards, whatever. <laughs> okay, so then the question, then the question to you is because we think we missed him. What do you do with Larry? Oh, um, if Larry wants to be back, you bring him back. You okay. need you need players like that. You, you need. need, you need a death I think season, I would right? bring Colin Martin back. I would bring. I would change as little of this as possible and say these are the three things I want to sign. I would say bring everyone back except except for. You know, uh, a couple people. You, you know, I, I think Dinwiddie should go. Deserves a chance to actually get minutes playing, whether it's in a USL team or whether it's Who's that? alone. Sorry, Colin Martin. Colin Martin. Martin. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he, I think he deserves that aspect of it. And if he doesn't, if he can't, if he can't get that here, then he should look for somewhere else to go do that. So maybe DC, since probably Lucha Schieffer Decker get his Umsberg. <laughs> Let's uh, let's uh, let's call it a time on this. And I, I just want to say, no, one of my, there's more Pisco to be. One of my oh, favorite my moments about the uh, about the game uh, last night was at halftime when they played the Willy Wonka song, which I've said on this podcast I wanted them to play before yeah. the home opener. That's pretty cool. Or before games, uh, it was a beautiful moment. It made me feel so good. Uh, I. I I talk about it on this podcast. I hope I, I, I express it enough how much I love soccer, how much I love being around people who love soccer. And, and I, I, as a, as a very East coast person, uh, you got, none of us are actually Minnesotans here. Um, uh, even Schieffer Decker. Yeah. This, um, all Minnesota, <laughs> but none of us are Minnesotans. And like, I, I am, um, I express my criticism oh, very openly. I'm a very, like, uh, um, I say what's on my mind. Uh, and to me, like my love of soccer and my love of this team and how much fun I had this year, trying to be very positive on this podcast, like part of that comes with like you love something so much, you you criticize it, right? You say like, look, I may f-ing hate how Adrian Heath does this media stuff, but I'm going to love this team and I'm going to say, God, I wish this didn't happen. God, why won't you make these changes? And that's part of it. Somehow and I think it doesn't that, work when I talk to Nubia, so I don't, yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's the right no, approach. No, no, no. no. Uh, um, th- this team is not your lover. Uh, and, and so anyway, um, I, I just felt child. so great about the, the wonder of that Willy Wonka it was, song. It was very cool. And just like, I was walking around. Even though around. I didn't get one of the bracelets. I'm like, yeah, where are my I purposely didn't. I don't want, I don't want that don't mind want that? control shit. That's true. Adrian after, Heath controls that shit. He gets in your brain. I was going to say after that, I was like, you suckers I, who put I it didn't on. get one, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the three of us. That's why we're independent, that's, brothers. That's why we're doing it. Let me tell you my favorite moment of the game. Yeah, please, please. When Gasper, he gets pushed out of bounds and clearly grabbing of the jersey is happening. And it turns out that jersey was shredded. And he's like, dude, ref, look at this thing. It's and like, they wouldn't even give him a card. It's yeah. torn up. Didn't get the card, but at least he got the penalty set. And then he had to put on a new shirt, obviously. So he takes off his shirt and reveals the, even though he looks like he's 60 years old, like he's got the body of... A bodybuilder of a, like an actual twenty three oh, year old, and, like and, and many women and, and an equal amount of men like around me were just like, whoa, okay. Yeah, he put on his <laughs> he put on his chip sunglasses too. Was like, yeah, that's, that's right, Eric. Seriously, I was like, all right, uh, yeah, all right. That was that. God, was, if he had a mustache, it was a beautiful moment. Oh, he'd be one of the uh, cops from what's that one movie? Uh, super Troopers. Yeah, Super, super Troopers. troopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be one of the Super Troopers. He's cut. Did you have a, a moment you want to talk about for um, Sharon? Look, um, I'm gonna take it back to the aspect of like when I was a young child. My dad took me to my first soccer national team soccer game at the stadium in Lima, and it's a memory that I still remember to this day. And I was able to take Santi to this game, even though it was you know it was on a school night. So passes to the game, yeah, to pass the bedtime, and like he was like 
No, he was like cheering and he was he was involved in the whole thing and he was asking what was going on and at one point he just like fell asleep on my lap. Mm. And, and and everybody else around me was like, you know, cheering and when and then he woke up as soon as we, we scored that goal and he was asking me, you know, what's the score? Who who's winning, right? And then to be able to share not just only that moment to be able to do that was just not only um, magical in my sense, but it's, it's it's something that you know I will always cherish. And I think for me, um, you know, the atmosphere was amazing. I think it was one of the best times I've seen a fan base be able. I mean, every there, I don't think there was any empty seats. And for me to say that the because I've always packed yeah. for there's always four seats behind where I seat always open, and I have. Um, uh, Christopher Sheed always comes over mm-hmm. and talks to me. I've had other people come and sit in the seats behind me because no one. But it was it was it was packed, and to have that to a full full extent, uh, and to be able to actually feel like a like a home advantage was 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 great. Um, but overall, I think you know I I I think the season for me has been a memorable memorable one. You know, I think now that we have tasted what the play home playoffs are i don't think there's a bar lower than that no that's what you need to you need to be able to to extend and that's what the goal is and that's what you'll be judging judge uh this organization will be judged by um if we get there or not right um but i also think you know i further down the line i i i want this team to make that home field advantage also share it with other members of this community right like i want to be able to see division one division two division three division division one soccer whether it be men's and women's be played on that field i want to be able to see high school games played on that field whether it be finals whether it be cups whether it be whatever i want other uh non-profits or other organizations that are teaching equity and equality and teaching them the game that we all love to talk about be able to have accessibility because that's yeah. what it is. That stadium not only represents um, what soccer means to this state, but it also represents what soccer can be in this community, right? Yeah. It needs the accessibility needs to be that. And I'm hoping in the next year or in the years down the line where there's a DA Academy for, for girls, that's another thing that I want them to work on is just to be able to embrace the community that they are in, which mm-hmm. is the Midway, Frogtown, St. Paul area that you know has 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 nothing has not had that accessibility to something yeah. like that and i think that's one of the keys that i'm hoping that i see yeah. uh and and that that is one of my dreams that i hope that i see um but i also you know those are some of the memories that i take this whole season has been memorable whether the ups whether the downs but overall it's just um something that we can finally say it's ours yeah. we have a home it's yeah, so yeah. beautiful that we have this home i mean yeah. man i remember stumbling and quite literally stumbling out of the jimmy with like 150 people just like trashed out of my mind and that's the majority of those, those memories <laughs> oh man and and to think that there's this yeah. you know we call it the cathedral and it really yeah. is it's it's like a religious experience and the fact that we have this incredible stadium and <laughs> somebody asked me and i said they're like how's the team I'm like we have a functioning team <laughs> so we yeah, have a the functioning playoffs, team well in I, a cool state of great you know, new stadium during the off season I, I we'll try to figure out between us uh what the podcast is going to look like i i started doing i did the interview with pablo maurer last week i'm going to do a few more of those of basically not so much minnesota people but um people from around who i just want to hear more of uh how they do what they do so i'm going to get meglin 
Tan, who covers NWSL for the Athletic, um, and, and a few people like that um, who, are, who I've just been kind of like fascinated with. They do interesting things, and I want to hear more about who they are. Um, and so, but we'll also get together the, the three and hopefully four of us and talk about the playoffs as they go, and then we'll get to the questions of like, okay, we've got. The, the expansion draft coming up. There's going to be some protection going on. I, I really want to say again. Uh, I want to say again. Thank you to to you guys, my 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 podmates. Uh, thanks, listeners. Uh, well, this, you, you, the fact that we can get together and drink a pisco and, and talk about soccer and that people stupidly want to listen to this. Why do you do this? I don't know. I want to thank everyone who listens to. I hope that we get better and better and and do that and aren't just stupid idiots saying things anymore. So. Thanks, Thanks again. Uh, please, Mostly, yeah. uh, you know, we'll talk about Mostly. this on the podcast just so I can uh, tell people when to come to the bar, but always come to the bar. Uh, it literally is how I survive. So thank you guys again. Let's uh, let's uh, you, p- clink one more time clink to one more uh, time. to 2019. No, Everyone at home, clink. Salud. <laughs> <laughs>